You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number 10. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, so here we are again, episode 10 already. Hmm, kind of cool. Okay, So one of the things that kept me drinking for longer than I probably would have was that I told myself I liked it. Yep, that's what I told myself. Very, very simple thought, simple sentence there. I like it. And often embellished by the addition, it's fun. There was pims and a crisp white wine in the summer and there was glue vine in the winter. And it was so nice to celebrate the end of the working day with a drink or to unwind with a glass of wine while cooking dinner after you're spending time in the office. And also I used to love finding different types of gin at the gin bar and actually even in the supermarket. There's always loads of different uh, fun new varieties to explore. So I would go around saying I like it. And especially in December, which is why I wanted to do this episode today, especially in the run up to Christmas and all the parties and the sense of celebration in the air, alcohol was a very central factor at this time of year, kind of an unspoken one, right? You know, you'd you'd buy in the bottle of champagne or the Prosecco and lots of free stuff will be handed out in shops and things. And it's just kind of the way it was. So why on earth would I ever want to stop? And when I sit and look back at this, in fact, there was nothing ever really motivating me to stop, right? So the drinking wasn't really hurting me. It wasn't a problem, wasn't a major problem at all. It was just really annoyance more than anything. So why on earth would I stop? I wasn't blacking out. You know, I could still usually know when to stop at the end of an evening, albeit later than I really would have liked. I could still get up in the morning, hold down a stressful full-time job. I didn't have a quote-unquote problem and I was certainly far from rock bottom. So while I wasn't always happy with drinking, I never really had any compelling motivation to stop. And one of the things I've certainly learned over the course of my life is that whatever you have to do, and motivation, strong motivation behind it, will drive you forward to... Um, taking action, um, even if you don't maybe get to the goal, certainly the, you know the motivation needs to be there to drive the action. And that's something that I was lacking with alcohol because I was going around telling me, telling myself that I liked it. And remember, all around me, people were drinking. It was the normal and natural thing to do. This is what the, the image society gives us. It was also, I was also being shown how fun it was. So that became my status quo. In the same way that I have a cup of tea first thing in the morning and never coffee, my default was that you know I would have a drink come the evening. It was just what I did. But what I didn't realize was that the more I kept on drinking, the more I would desire the drink. And so I would drink again and that would fuel my desire for more, right? I was on this gravy train. This was only gonna continue in one direction. And I talk about this in detail in an earlier episode, the episode on desire, right? So these these thoughts that I like it and I want it and so I would drink, this kept me in a drink loop. But remember, my life wasn't in tatters or anything, so I kind of kept on treading along this same path. 
And all the way along, I said, well, that's okay, you know, because even if maybe I do drink a little bit too much, I still like it. At the same time that I didn't really have any motivation to stop, I I never really saw any negative consequences from my drinking. I wasn't drinking and driving. My life wasn't in the gutter. I didn't have headaches in the morning. Perhaps I felt a little groggy, but that was all. It was no big deal. And I used to think that perhaps if I felt like death warmed up in the morning, if it would be easier to see the negative consequences of drinking, then perhaps I'd find the motivation to stop. And even if over time these somewhat minor consequences of drinking, they really were getting worse. And the older I got, the longer a hangover would last, for instance. So even though this actually was happening to a slight degree, that still wasn't serving as a motivation and I still wasn't changing. Nothing that would give me the motivation to say, okay, right, this has got to stop. So it was this kind of status quo that was keeping me stuck, reinforced by the lack of hugely negative consequences. And of course, the thing that kept me on track the whole time was I like it, the thought I like it. So why would I give something up that I liked? And yet... I couldn't escape the fact that if I liked the drinking and if it was perfectly normal and fine to be thinking, yep, no, there's no problem, thank you very much, why was I thinking about what it would be like to stop at all? You know, why was I daydreaming? How do people do this? You know, how can they not drink and go out and still appear to have a great time? Because while I was thinking I like it, I was also thinking I don't like it. Sure, as I said, I didn't suffer terribly negative consequences, but I didn't like the fact, if I was totally honest with myself, that I found it difficult to stop drinking once I'd started. I didn't like the belligerence that would follow too much drink. I didn't like waking up feeling groggy, even if I would tell myself it was no big deal. I also didn't like the lack of options once I'd started drinking. I didn't like the fact that I couldn't drive, right, after I'd had a drink. One of my children or a friend could call and ask for a lift and I wouldn't be able to do it. And there was other stuff too. You know, I I didn't like the feeling out of control once I'd started drinking. And so I was going around with these thoughts, the predominant I like it, but there was also this other one, right, I don't like it. And this was this sort of came to pass in terms of me exploring what would it be like to actually not drink? How could people do this? But where was I spending most of my time on which of these thoughts? Where was I spending my energy? I was definitely spending a lot more time in the I like drinking camp. I would spend so much time wondering how weird it would be to go out and not drink. I'd wonder how much willpower you must have to have to say no to a lovely glass of wine and why would you? I'd be thinking about how the buzz from that first glass was energising and relaxing. I'd think how Southern Comfort on the Rocks was the perfect way to round off an evening. I'd spend lots of time thinking about how other people would be thinking about me and they'd be judging that I had some kind of problem if I said I didn't want to drink. I'd spend loads and loads of time thinking stuff like this. So of course, in doing that, I was reinforcing the belief that I liked drinking and that not drinking would be terrible. I just didn't spend really much time at all 
on the thought I didn't like drinking. I didn't give it any air to breathe to find out, you know, what sort of path that could take me on. But during those moments when I would stop lying to myself and I really would admit that drinking wasn't always something I really enjoyed, you know, when I was really quiet with myself, I did then used to wonder what it would take to not drink, but not just that, what it would take to continue to not drink. What would motivate me to do this if I could do that? Because I hadn't reached rock bottom and was unlikely to. This wasn't a huge, huge problem in my life as I said, just annoying. But I didn't realise that motivation wasn't something that would happen to me, but it's something I could create for myself. That motivation is in fact a feeling. It's not something that happens outside of me. It's a choice. It's a choice that I can bring on and start feeling anytime I choose. I can decide to carry on drinking or I can decide I'm not going to carry on drinking. Both choices are open to me. It doesn't really matter what anyone says to me or how much drink I'm surrounded by in a bar. It's always my decision, my motivation to drink or not. That you can choose to motivate yourself at any time and not need to wait for your life conditions to inspire change was a bit of a revelation to me, especially when it came to something like drink where, you know, it's just so much part and parcel of the fabric of my life. I didn't even clock for ages. That I had in fact already experienced this, right? This being able to call on motivation and make a choice at any moment to change behaviour. Because when years previously I was pregnant, I'd taken nine months out of drinking and I didn't drink at all during any of my pregnancies. I don't remember any huge struggle with this, but I do remember that I took a decision I made a decision that was backed up by a hugely compelling why, right? My motivation was rock solid. I decided that the health of the baby I was carrying was far more important to me than the transitory feeling good on a night out. There was just no contest in in this um, debate. And I even have further evidence that this was a choice, a deliberate choice I was making, making Uh, uh, driven by my own motivation in that when I'd had the children I went straight back to drinking I'd had nine months of solid abstinence and then went straight back to it because remember I was telling myself I like it my motivation had changed so my action changed so remember you can choose to motivate yourself at any time look for times when perhaps you have done this doesn't have to be with drink it can be with other things in your life You don't need to wait for something in your life to happen in order to inspire change. In fact, you can decide to motivate yourself to take action, to drink less right here, right now while listening to this podcast. But you really need to be on yourself. You need to decide on purpose to motivate yourself to take action. Another of the reasons I continued drinking for longer than I really, really wanted was that alcohol was solving some of the things I was feeling which, truth be told, I didn't enjoy. Boredom, for instance, that was one for me. I I, I used to hate the idea of being bored and if I drank it would feel more interesting. Confidence was another huge one in the workplace, surrounded by, I was surrounded by all these extroverts and that would exacerbate my feelings of lack through being more of an introvert and alcohol would make me one of the gang and stop me feeling so self-conscious. And then I would tell myself it was fun, that I was getting pleasure from the drink. 
When actually looking back, I know that I was dulling my emotions. I was wanting to feel better about myself. So instead of escaping through alcohol, ask yourself this. What freaks you out most about not drinking? Where is your life so awful that you would find yourself having to come face to face with the reality when you can't hide behind drinking? Now you might say your life isn't awful. You might say you have a house, the job, the family, and yet you drink and you're listening to this podcast. Some part of you wants to change your drinking. Some part of you wants the ability to drink less. If not, perhaps to quit entirely, right? Just to drink a little less than you currently do. And I completely get that. Whatever your intention, you are drinking to dull an emotion. And you just need to start by asking yourself what that is. Those emotions are coming up for you. And then you're effectively pushing them away and drinking over them. So you don't feel them and don't have to come face to face with them. Or and, and, and even more scarily, right? Do something about it. Instead of doing this, spend some real quality time identifying what those emotions are. Because then instead of using alcohol to solve those feelings and obliterate them and move them away and make yourself feel better, when you find out what's causing the feelings, you'll be in a much stronger position to tackle sort of the the question you have about yourself at its source. Well, we've come to the end of today's podcast, short and sweet as ever. I encourage you really though to spend some time getting to know yourself, right? Find out what's at the root of the drinking. Be on yourself. And if you find, like I did, that you go around saying, but I like drinking, I like it. Ask yourself, what is it about alcohol that you really like? I mean, really like. Write it down, as many factors as possible. You might be amazed at what you see. And if you do want to make the change, right, if you even just want to make a little change, I'm not, again, I'm not talking here about quitting entirely, but you feel there's a little change you want to make. Know that you don't have to wait for some external factors to drive you to find that motivation to make those changes to your drinking. You don't have to wait to hit rock bottom. You don't have to get to the point where you want to drink vodka with uh, at breakfast, you know, you can summon that motivation, that compelling motivation at any time to start the change now. Now, in the meantime, if you need help with this, I'm offering a free masterclass on how to stop over drinking. And you'll find the link right there in the show notes. And do check it out. It's It was something that I had would have wanted for me. And it's my joy to offer that to you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've had some good tips this week that will help you on your journey as you really get into stopping over drinking and if you'd like some real personal help with this that that's really applicable to your situation why don't go ahead and book a call with me you can reach me at anna at 90dayslater.co or you can click on the link to my calendar in the show notes and let's get started on really transforming your relationship with alcohol And yes, my friend, it is possible and a good idea to start this in December. Okay, that's it for now and I'll see you all next week. If you want to achieve total freedom around alcohol fast, having a coach is the way to make it happen. So I'm inviting you to a discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit. This is a completely free of charge, no strings attached call. You can sign up in the show notes or by emailing anna at 90dayslater.co. 
And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast. 